0: Hello, this is Anna from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 5th of June. India today reported 1,20,529 new coronavirus infections, taking the overall count to more than 2.86 crore. The death count has increased by 3,380, taking the total number of fatalities to over 3.44 lakh. These figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. Nobel laureate Amartya Sen said that India's confused government has focused on taking credit for its actions instead of working to rein in the coronavirus pandemic. The Indian Medical Association's Uttarakhand unit has criticized the proposal to include Ramdev's Kurunil in a coronavirus kit because the drug is not recognized by the World Health Organization and Drugs Controller General of India. Ramdev claims that coronal can cure the coronavirus disease in seven days, even though there is no scientific evidence to back his assertion. NDTV reported that cases of serious post-coronavirus complications are on the rise in Delhi, with many patients now requiring oxygen support. Dr Vivek Nangya, head of the Department of Respiratory Medicine at Max Hospital in Saket, said that they have patients who need to be on oxygen support at home, after they are discharged from hospital. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal announced that while the lockdown in Delhi will continue, more activities and services will be allowed to resume from today. He said that essential shops and chemists can open on all days as the odd-even rule does not apply to them. The government offices with Group A officers will also be allowed to function with 100% attendance. For private offices, he said, that while 50% attendance is allowed, work from home is encouraged. Delhi Metro 2 will run at 50% capacity from today, and e-commerce services will also continue. According to the Indian Express, nine corporate hospital groups in big metropolitan cities bought 50% of the coronavirus vaccine stock in May. This came after the Narendra Modi government made abrupt changes to its inoculation drive and opened it to private players in mid-April. Experts have repeatedly warned against vaccine inequality, saying this will hamper India's already difficult fight against the pandemic. The center's new vaccine distribution policy has also allowed private hospitals to set their own prices for the shots. At the same time, states have been complaining of a shortage of doses since early April and have seen a steady decline in vaccination rates. Globally, according to Johns Hopkins University, COVID-19 has now infected over 172.2 million people and killed over 3.7 million. Twitter briefly removed the blue verified badge from the personal handle of India's Vice President M. Venkia Naidu and RSS Chief Mohan Bhagwat today morning. An official from the Vice President's office told ANI that the personal account of Venkia Naidu was inactive for six months. As per Twitter rules, Twitter can remove a blue verified badge from an account at any time and without notice if an account changes its username or an account becomes inactive or incomplete. However, within a few hours, it was restored on Naidu's account after objections were raised. Additionally, the government has sent a final notice to Twitter for compliance with the new IT rules. Social media platforms were given three months to comply with the new intermediary guideline rules. The Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology said in the notice that it has been more than a week but Twitter has refused to comply with the provisions of the new rules, which have become effective from 26 May 2021. The notice said that if Twitter lose to comply, it will lose its exemption from liability under IT Act and draw penal provisions. Meanwhile, in other news, the Indian government has moved legally to take action against the Twitter account of cartoonist Manjul. On Friday, Manjul tweeted out an email from Twitter, stating that the government had sought action against his profile instead of a specific tweet, claiming it violates the laws of India. Suggesting he could seek legal counsel and challenge the government's request in court, Twitter said they have not taken any action on the reported content at this time, as a result of this request. Moreover, Twitter said that Manjul could also voluntarily delete the content or contact civil society groups. Since the email does not specify which tweet violated the law, Manjul tweeted that it would have been better if the government clarified it. Manjul, a professional cartoonist for 32 years, has been critically vocal of the government's handling of the second wave of the pandemic. On how Manjul plans to challenge government action on his Twitter account, he told me that he'll keep drawing cartoons. He said and I quote, Cartoons banata rahunga. I'm least bothered by such intimidation. As long as my clients permit, I'll keep drawing. Unquote. He was also concerned about his livelihood since his clients could now feel scared to associate with him. He explained that this will impact his clients since he is on the verge of losing them. Now that the government has moved against him, Manjul said it was likely that sections of the media who are funded by the government will not question the government and label him as an anti-national. Read my report titled, I'll keep drawing cartoons, how Manjul plans to challenge government action on his Twitter account. At News Laundry, because we are not funded by governments or corporations through advertisements, we reported on this matter without delay, for we believe in safeguarding the freedom of expression and the freedom of the press, and reporting on any attempts to muzzle voices that are critical of the government, such as manjuls We also believe in bringing ground realities to the knowledge of the wider public, which is why my colleagues Pratik Deeksha and Tanishka are currently reporting from rural Maharashtra about the impact of COVID on people whose voices often go unheard. Their latest dispatch is from Maharashtra's B district, where they explain why local journalists have jobs but have no income. Because they don't get salaries, but depend on the commission they get for ads they book for their newspapers. Gautam Bachute, who works for the Marathi daily Pudhari, would bring his paper ads worth rupees 25,000 or 50,000 per month before the pandemic. On occasions like Diwali, when ads flourished, this would sometimes go up to Rs 1 lakh. However, in May amid the pandemic, he didn't secure a single ad. You can read the report titled, Journalists in rural Maharashtra still have jobs, but no income. Why? On our website. Listeners, we are able to do such reports because we are not answerable to anyone but the public. So, if you don't already, support us by subscribing to newslaundry.com. Our lowest subscription starts at Rs. 300 only. Gujarat Chief Minister Vijay Rupani said that the Gujarat Freedom of Religion Amendment Act 2021 will now come into force from 15th of June. The Act prohibits forcible religious conversion by marriage. This came after Governor Acharya Devivrat gave his consent to the bill recently. On 1st of April, the stringent law was passed in Gujarat Assembly with majority vote after a heated debate by members of the Congress. They had termed the bill as one with political agenda. In the original Gujarat Freedom of Religion Act 2003, maximum punishment for forcible religious conversion by fraudulent means was four years and fine up to rupees 1 lakh. The maximum punishment under the new Act will rise to 10 years imprisonment and fine up to Rs 5 lakh. The original Act had two categories of allurement – any gift or gratification, either in cash or kind, and grant of any material benefit, either monetary or otherwise. The amended Act has added a third category to the allurement clause, which is better lifestyle, divine blessings or otherwise. A multi-agency team which had gone to Dominica to help get fugitive dweller Mahal Choksi to India, returned home in a Qatar Airways private jet yesterday. According to News 18, they came after the Dominica High Court adjourned Choksi's habeas corpus petition to July and extended its order on removing him from Dominica. The eight-member team was in Dominica for seven days. Meanwhile, in a separate proceeding on Thursday, a Dominican magistrate's court refused Choksi bail after he was charged with illegally entering that country. He had pleaded not guilty to illegal entry charges and had claimed that he had been kidnapped and brought to that country. choksi and his nephew and fellow fugitive and fraudster Nirav Modi are wanted for swindling rupees 13,500 crore from state-run Punjab National Bank. Nirav Modi is currently in jail in London and contesting his extradition to India. Al Jazeera reported that 23 Palestinian runners were injured on Friday, after Israeli police fired tear gas and stunned grenades at an activist-organised run in solidarity with Palestinian families who are facing forced expulsion in occupied East Jerusalem. Dozens of Palestinians living in the two neighbourhoods in Sheikh Jarrah are facing the threat of losing their homes to Israeli settlers. On social media, the locals shared videos of Israeli forces beating protesters. Meanwhile, around 20 people were injured in separate demonstrations on Friday itself against illegal Israeli military outposts and settlements near the occupied West Bank city of Nablus. A boat carrying 81 Rohingya refugees has been discovered at an uninhabited island in Indonesia on Friday after drifting for more than 100 days at sea. Al Jazeera reported that this would lead to a tense standoff with local authorities as to whether they'll be allowed to enter the country or be driven back to the sea. Reema Putra Shah, the director of an NGO which provides educational and psychological support to refugees in Indonesia and Malaysia, informed the news agency that the refugees were travelling for three long months from India to Aceh using a small twin engine. The Indian Coast Guard is also believed to have found that 8 of the 90 refugees who originally set sail had died on the boat. The refugees are in poor condition and near the mainland awaiting whether they will be allowed to be relocated to Aceh or not. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these distressing times. See you tomorrow.